0: morning, everyone. Thursday, March the 10th, a lot of action overnight with Hope the Big Theme, Chris. Can you give us a little bit more information?
1: Thanks, Ben. Yes, indeed. It was a big session overnight and a nice change from the negative leads we have seen in previous sessions. So the Dow was up 650, was up more than 800 at one point, but peeled back a little bit into the close. NASDAQ, a really big mover, up more than 3.5%. And some of the moves in Europe, my goodness, I haven't seen moves like this for quite some time. The DAX up almost 8% and the French CAC up more than 7%. The Stock 600 up almost 5%. As you mentioned, Ben, hope drove markets. This is around the upcoming media between top Russian and Ukrainian diplomats set to take place in Turkey. There is the hope that tensions will thaw and that is what led to the moves overnight. Oil was the other big mover overnight, down almost 17% at one point before settling down more than 12%. And of course, that pullback in oil takes some of the pressure off those inflation worries that everyone had been concerned about. Big move in yields. The 10-year US 10-year was back up to 1.94%. It seemed like only a couple of days ago was down at 1.7% and the two-year yield at the highest since December 2019. Gold down 2.7%. That doesn't help my West Gold trade that I opened yesterday, but we'll talk about that more in just a moment. And the other big mover was tin down almost 20% overnight. So still some really hectic things happening in commodity markets, but all told, uh, hopefully markets have found a bottom and are moving higher.
0: Thank you, Chris. And despite all that, our futures up just 27 points. We didn't have a good day yesterday, day, so it's not like we front run it, but there is a pretty easy explanation of that, and that is our 25% market weighting in materials. That sector is down 2%, while almost every other sector is up. Uh, tech is up the most. As Marcus flagged earlier this week, there is a bit of a short-term trade on that sentiment shift, but with rising rates and inflation all be locked away in the medium term, you will want to tread carefully there, but we'll have a little bit more on some potential idea trades in a moment. Tom, what have you got happening today?
2: Thank you, Ben. Well, all sectors were high on the open, but a few things have changed. We've seen that fall in the energy price translate into some weakness for that sector. Tech stocks and telcos are the most improved. At the start of the open, the all tech index was up more than 3%. Energy and consumer staples, as we sort of talked about, bring up the rear. They're in negative territory. We've got Rio Tinto trading X dividend. It's off around 7%. South 32 trading X as well. That's down about one. Not too much going on in on. On the corporate front, Sezzle has made 20% of its staff redundant and Maya has paid its first dividend in four years. 1.4 cents you get. And the stock is up almost 20%. Thank you, Chris. On the economic front, we've got weekly payrolls, jobs and wages data due. So you can see what industry is seeing the best improvement and also which state is seeing the biggest improvement. Not likely to move the needle, but interesting nonetheless. And in the US, we have inflation data due. Headline inflation expected to lift around 7.5% in annual terms in February. But the reading has lost some of its potency. We saw Jerome Powell talking about a rate hike is pretty much penciled in for the March 15 meeting, and there's a CME FedWatch tool that shows more than a 98% chance the Fed will hike rates about 25 basis points at that meeting. And in the strategy section today, I've just talked about the five things you should be paying attention to. Risk on sentiment back in focus, Aussie dollar back above US 73 cents, a rate hike plausible this year, oil price falling and US inflation data. So there's some points to look out for.
0: Thanks, Tom. I think that five things is a very welcome addition. Chris, we'll throw to you. Firstly, well done on the timing of that energy trade you closed last Friday. At the start of the week, you said it might've been a day or two early, but I think you would be fairly happy and your body language suggests you are uh, watching from the sidelines with your 20 to 30% gains while the oil price falls 13% overnight, not having have that follow through into the trade. Well done. What have you got for us today?
1: Thank you, Ben, for that shout out. I was doing the fist pump for everyone who couldn't see what I was doing. All I would say to that is you're never going to get it all as a trader. You just need to understand that you're never going to pick the perfect entry point and the perfect exit point. Uh, you just need to look at the asymmetry of risk, which is something we talk about all the time, and you need to see you know, where the probabilities lie. So it was nothing more than that, but thank you for that shout out. I hope, uh, I know some members did quite well out of that energy trade, so that's nice to know. Back to what I'm talking about today. I'm having a look at Lake resources. This is a lithium play. It is a very interesting looking chart. There is two areas of support that have formed around 80%, so a double bottom, if you will. And there's a neckline up towards $1.20. It had a big, big day yesterday, but still only closed around $1.14. So there's some work to do before it breaks out above that $1.20 region. I'll just check the price for everyone now. half. So it's up 5% today. It's very close to being a breakout. So that is a live one. It doesn't get much more live than that in terms of a potential opportunity and that is it from me.
0: Thank you, Chris. Layden, anything interesting coming from the brokers this morning?
3: Thanks, Ben. Nickel Mines, looks like it's the story of the morning. It was downgraded at Credit Suisse and Ord Credit Suisse lowered its target price 23%, commenting that Nickel Mines market perception impact will likely linger based on that relationship that it has with Sing Chan Holdings. Credit Suisse and the target price there is 4% below the current share price. Similarly, Additionally, also expects a negative sentiment to weigh on nickel mines in the near term, but their target price did not change, and it's 13.5% above the current share price. And Origin Energy, there's a lot of broker updates this morning on it, but not a lot of movements for target prices or recommendations. Yesterday, they announced a $250 million market share buyback, and there's a lot of commentary also around their plans for cost reduction over the next couple of years. The brokers agree that it's on track to meet those targets. The average target price is 7% above the current share price, Ben.
0: Great, thanks for that. Leighton and Marcus has commenced his trip but left us with a little parting
4: gift With the rebirth of the ideas section. Good morning, everybody. Early in the morning on Thursday, the 10th of March, and I can see the markets bouncing. Some of those European markets, France up 7%, Germany up 7.92%. I'm heading to the outback today. I had hoped to go quietly into the night, but I'm thinking that this might be the turning point on war sentiment, short term anyway, and it's time to resurrect the ideas portfolio. Now I am going to be leaving the guys and you with a new section, the ideas section and a bunch of trades. I'm lifting the ideas portfolio out of the SPY section into its own section and have a look at that section. Today, you will see something I've called quick tiles, which have very clear action statements on what stocks we are buying or selling. And these will be available every day. And these are really for members who are short on time and more interested in ideas than commentary and information and our our constant rehashing of what's happened. The ideas section is for ideas. I'm sure some days there will be no changes at all, but I've had to start it today because I think we need to have a bit of a lash at the war trade, which I wrote about on Tuesday and is linked to in the ideas section today. And that is buying into some of the travel stocks that are going to benefit from the oil price falling, some of the hot stocks that have lost their sentiment, some of the lithium stocks are included in that. Some of the high beta stocks that have been sold off hard and should bounce. Some of the high PE stocks that have been sold down and some of the stocks that I highlighted on Tuesday as stocks to buy when the market bottoms. At the same time, although we're not going to short anything, this turning point does suggest that that might be the top of the energy trade, which Chris has already topped out earlier this week or already sold out of his energy trade earlier this week. That's now looking pretty sensible, but it'll also if this is the change of sentiment, the pivot point in the market on sentiment about war, then the whole commodity space is going to come off. I think Rio's ex-dividend this morning as well, so that's going to come off anyway. Good reason to sell after that. I wouldn't disturb investors, but if we were shorting stuff, you'd be shorting commodities, oil, gold today, and buying into hot stocks, technology stocks, lithium stocks, high PE stocks, high beta stocks. So, have a look at the ideas. Section today. This ideas section is designed to be short and sharp. We're only going to write specific buy and sell ideas, not have a load of commentary every day about the market. We'll use these what I've called quick tiles to communicate the ideas short and sharply. The ideas section can include anything, any ideas, any stock, any market, including ETFs over any time period. So it's anything goes in the ideas section. We'll highlight any changes daily. Ideas ideas will also be proved by the whole team but attributed to a team member that came up with it and we'll include a spreadsheet which monitors the trades. I think we should probably have a strict stop loss discipline as well but it's a bit quick for me to develop that and impose that on the team whilst I'm away but we'll probably use rolling stop losses with reference to an ATR average true range which sort of sets a stop loss according to how volatile the stock is. We haven't included that yet. We may have to wait for me to return before we do that and I don't want to lock everyone into one mechanism for all trades yet. So have a read of the ideas section today. We have eight new trades today. I'm still putting that together, but by the time you listen to this podcast, they will be up on the website. Let's see if we get this turning point right. Meanwhile, I'll hand you back to the morning podcast. You have a fabulous day. I will, whilst I'm in the outback, be hopefully updating you with pictures and stuff. If I get the opportunity, if the internet's working out there or if my phone's working out there. We will see. Otherwise, I will see you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the new ideas section. Thanks for that rundown, Marcus. Now oil was down 12% overnight as we
0: flagged. It hit a 13-year high of $130 a couple of nights ago. There's been a lot of activity, but the big question is, is that the big top last night? Tom, what do you think?
2: I think absolutely in the short term, we have seen a big top, but I reckon we will see oil prices back here in the not too distant future. So Goldman Sachs, they had upgrades to all of their oil price Forecast. So I think, uh, yes, short term, big top, to
1: answer your question. You know brokers get it wrong all the time, right?
2: I thought they were gospel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you,
1: Tom. I listen to everything they say. <laughs> Especially <laughs> goldmans. Thank you, Tom. Chris? Yes, I think it is. We've talked before about commodity prices, overcooking it in both directions. I think the overcook to the upside in oil is in, and things will settle down and normalise, regardless of what happens with the Ukraine-Russia situation moving forward.
3: Great. Thank you, Chris. Leighton? Yeah, I was reading this morning that the United Arab Emirates are looking to increase their oil production and they're going to encourage OPEC to ramp up supply as well. So I think that's definitely going to help bring those oil prices back under control. Great,
0: thank you, Leiden. And I tend to agree with the general sentiment. I think as we've talked about, the commodities do have a tendency to overshoot. I think oil is overshot. Obviously, the volatility and the uncertainty surrounding conflict uh, adds to that a lot. So I think we'll have a big top here, but then it will probably resume, as you said, Tom, a general uptrend in the oil price as inflation and rising rate environment continues to take hold. So that wraps it up today. Thanks guys. See you tomorrow.